0: It's Ron Black. And your are And now, it's Ron Black.
1: Sorry for no big update yesterday on the podcast. I was uh, updating the software, and it took three hours to get the approval from the company on the, the passcode. Ridiculous, right? let talk about some of the stories that are out there today, some of the investment ideas, some opportunities for you as an investor first and foremost you got to understand that day by day we seem to either focus on the great earnings of the season that we just had or we seem to be a little beholden to europe ripple affects the debt crisis in the eurozone and it's not really changed much markets remain kind of in a schizophrenic state where we had a great run now we're kind of thinking i wonder how much greece and ireland maybe Portugal, Spain, and Italy. I wonder how much heart pain they're going to leave the Franco-German bailout, because really it's France and Germany who are supporting the European zone at this point in time with their, their pocketbooks or with their austerity plans. A little unlike the United States when we bailed out our banks, a little bit unlike it, but close. So I would say it's fair to say the United States went through our pain, and Canada got a little bit of that. Asia had their debt crisis in 1998. And now it's uh, a little bit of the the flu is hitting Europe, so to speak. So treasuries are pulling kind of a Madonna right now as the safety trade has come back in vogue. The move may appear to be dramatic as, you know, seen out of Evita. The reality is that the ten years rallied about eighteen basis points from a one month high November sixteenth of two point nine six percent. It's still twenty two basis points away from its low of two point four five percent on October twentieth. So it's taken back some recent developments in Europe. Now, European contagion fears are the big story. A couple of days ago, it was the tensions between the Koreas. China continues its tightening path with the benchmark short-term money market rate hitting a two-year high. In Japan, industrial production in October fell 1.8%. The decline was a bit better than feared. On the corporate front, Google, uh, they got an antitrust issue going on with the European Union. But they also have, are they going to buy Groupon and how much are they going to pay for them? Two years ago, a company called Groupon didn't even exist. Now they're worth somewhere between 5 to $6 billion. The deal could be cinched as early as this week. A guy named Andrew Mason, he's the founder and chief executive officer of Groupon. Uh, the purchase price would include payments to Groupon executives if the acquisitions meet certain performance targets. Google would use the purchase to benefit from surging demand for coupons sent via the web that offer discounts on everything from dinner cruises to dental exams. Now, Groupon's strategy is easy to copy, And that fuels concern that Google wouldn't be able to ring a high enough return on its most expensive acquisition. So There's a little bit of if they overpay, it'll be controversial. So Groupon's business, I think, is subject to mimicry. At the price being discussed, Google would be paying almost twice the $3.2 billion that they paid for DoubleClick um, many years ago that Wall Street kind of lost their shit over. CEO Eric Schmidt, he aims to move the company into new areas such as display ads, mobile marketing messages to help spur growth. And to keep from losing business to Facebook, the largest social networking service, which adds features and lures web service uh, surfers on a regular basis. Schmidt's doing that partly through acquisitions, including the $700 million purchase of data aggregator ITA software. Google spent $1.6 billion on more than 20 companies in the first nine months of this year, according to regulatory filing. So they stay very, very active. Local advertising through media, including newspaper, direct mail, radio, and Internet, is going to reach $133 billion in the U.S. this year. And Groupon's been hiring about 150 people a month, mostly in sales, to enlist local businesses, which provide its more than 400 daily deals. So it's raised a total of $170 million from investors, um, including Facebook, backer, sell partners, and new enterprise associates. So Groupon doing things very, very well at this point in time. Um, Richard Branson kind of did something kind of fun. Uh He's a billionaire British billionaire virgin airline Virgin Records. He unveiled a magazine designed for apple's iPad, taken on Rupert news Rup, Newport news corpse, Rupert Murdoch in the market for tablet device publications The, the monthly magazine's called project, and it's going to cover entertainment design, tech, and entrepreneurs uh, Branson's you know did a big thing on it it's two ninety nine a month in apple's I, app store it's going to be designed for the Apple and it's going to be specifically designed for the iPad, and that'll make it kind of interesting. News Corp has got a subscription news product called the iPad called the Daily that's covering national general interest news. Um, This is not a battle. It's not a war. It's about the future of publishing. It's not the end of the world, but it's pretty dramatic. If you're a first mover into a new area and you do it with great panache, great style, it gives you an advantage. And both Murdoch and Branson, (laughs) they throw down big splashes. That's about what I'll say. Branson's holding company called Virgin Group has more than 300 branded uh, companies worldwide and employs 50,000 people in 20 different countries. Revenue in 2009 for Virgin Group was $5.9 billion. Forbes ranked Branson as the 212th richest man in its uh, 2010 survey. One of the big stories out there today in my mind was heavily tied towards home prices. And I think homes work on a secondary level to manufacturing, to jobs. They work on a secondary level to health care. They work on a secondary level to um, finance, lending. So you kind of need one of those four or five areas as a primary driver to push the secondary driver, i.e. home prices. With that said, let's talk about what we saw today. Home prices dropped in September from a month earlier. The rated decline showed some signs of accelerating. Consumers brightened their mood in November with consumer price with not with consumer prices and consumer confidence index. And shopping started off pretty good. Recent data suggests would-be buyers are sitting on the sidelines for new homes, waiting for falling prices or high unemployment to abate, or you know, flaws in the foreclosure process documents to, to play themselves out. National Association of Realtors said last week that sales of previously occupied homes decreased 2.2 percent in October. Now, the Case-Shiller index of 10 major metropolitan areas it dipped one half one percent from August. The 20-city index decreased seven tenths of a percent, adjusted for seasonal factors, um, about down seven tenths and about eight tenths percent, respectfully. Now the economy continues to weigh on the housing market. There's no way around that. New construction running at less than half the pace needed to meet normal demand. So sustained recovery, I think, is a ways off. There was some good news. D.C. was up fractionally and Las Vegas up fractionally. Um, Cleveland was down 3%. Minneapolis down 2.1%. Major cities in L.A., San Francisco, San Diego, all were lower. And I don't think they really have a reason to go higher until we get this housing situation in the right area. Now, again, they could with a government tax credit. But unemployment's the problem. And mounting foreclosure is going to keep price pressure on the housing market. Housing's on the brink of another substantial downturn, according to some people, like Guy Labas. He's the chief uh, fixed-income strategist at Jenny Montgomery Scott. He says supply far outseeds demand, and the only remedy is further price declines. So I want that out there. I want everyone thinking about that. I want people thinking um, you know, about homes, and, and are we chasing performance? And is it really a primary driver, or is it a secondary driver like I think where it needs a healthy – uh, job market, it needs healthy financial markets, a healthy healthcare market, like hospitals. A friend of mine from L.A. this weekend was talking about how many hospitals are shutting down. And when shop- hospitals shut down, high-paying jobs leave that area. So now I think one of the areas that homes are incredible at right now is mortgage rates. If you need a mortgage, contact my friend Tony Mendez at dot com. So retail sales rose 3.5% of shoppers' snap-up deals. And now we're gonna start looking at the rest of the year as can we sustain the momentum in sale in, in retail sales? We've got a great start with Black Friday, Cyber Monday, but will we run out? It's interesting interesting, right? And I'll tell you what, corporate America's still doing their job. Novartis plans to cut fourteen hundred drug sale jobs in the United States. So we're still seeing layoffs. We're still seeing you know cutbacks and pullbacks. Again, sorry that I'm cutting this short today. I have to run to the city today, believe it or not, and uh, do a little bit more videotaping. I'm unveiling. I'm going to be the financial editor for Mevio for a website called Mevio Money. I'm not exactly sure how long it's going to last or if it's going to be a hit or not. I've had a fun time putting it together in the last couple of months. Um, It gets my editorial treatment and the design work of of some really young MTV-motivated types. I'm pretty proud of it, all things considered. Um, so i got to do a little work on that today, so I'm not going to be able to do a long podcast. But I'll tell you some other you know, quick stories here. Unemployment rose in Europe, or in the Eurozone is the right way of saying it, hitting 10.1%. That's a 12-year high. Republicans and Obama are going to face off in, in tax face-off to play out through the end of the year. That could have dramatic effects on Wall Street. ABB is going to buy Baldor Electric for $3.1 billion dollars. Now ABB is a Swiss engineering company. I don't give a damn about them. And I don't know Balder Electric from you know a lineup. Can't pick them out. 41% premium. What I like about that is mergers and acquisitions. Walmart said that their uh web traffic up 30% year over year. Who cares? Um Target on the iPhone is going to be about 17 million units this this quarter. Uh, they had released about a 14 million estimate, but they're selling really, really well in Asia. So you're going to see some upgrades there. Microsoft, over two and a half million connects have been sold so far. Um, and that's ahead of schedule. They're supposed to sell about five million for the year. It's got a sensor that reads people's body movements and it transmits that motion into the Xbox. It's pretty cool. I want to be invited to someone's connect party and, and have a dance party. I want to be hip and cool and, and, and jive, so to speak. Right now, I just don't feel that much love. So anyway, uh, da, la, 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 la. where do we go away from here? Oh, Akamai. This is kind of interesting. There's a company called Level 3 that's delivering the videos that you keep hearing about Netflix streaming. And Comcast instantly started to tax or or raise the fees on streaming of movies. So they're thinking Akamai might get you know a little bit of the play off the level three spillover, so to speak. Um, I don't know if that's worth throwing you know your money into, but it's worth thinking about for sure. Um, some big winners this this winter with the sales of gadgets and the iPad and the Connect is gadgets, right? um smartphones still out there qualcomm's gonna be a big winner atheros athr is gonna be a big winner and broadcom's gonna be a big winner netbooks believe it or not netbooks are selling really well as well and blu-ray uh cd drives uh, blu-ray dvd players are selling really well so it, it surprises me but it's true uh earlier this week uh, starbucks got into a fight with Kraft, and they're parting ways they're gonna sue each other and You know the distribution of of Starbucks's coffee business that may fall into the hands of Pete's Coffee, believe it or not, and offer some upsides to shareholders of Pete's. Uh, About a thirty to forty percent premium, big dollars, huge dollars, at about twelve times enterprise value and thirteen and a half times earnings before interest, depreciation, taxation, and amortization. Um, A lot of analysts can see that Pete's being worth about fifty to fifty-four if they pick up the Starbucks distribution uh, deal. Sirius XM Satellite Radio announced that they've surpassed 20 million subscribers, and that's all I got for you. <laughs> oh, one last thing, one last thing. Me loves you. Uh, the unemployment rate, it's expected to be about around 9% for 2011. The Fed came out with some numbers last week that I kind of missed, and I got back to looking at their notes over the weekend Um, Some of the things they're lowering their GDP forecast for parts of the next couple of years, they expect GDP of about two and a half percent this year. They were expecting 3% to three and a half percent earlier this year. They lower their growth forecast for 2011. Unemployment rates now expect to be around 9% through 2011 and 2012. It's gonna be around 8%. So they're not expecting glory days anytime soon. And I'll tell you what, they tend to be wrong. They tend to be aggressive on the upside. Now, again, there's there is a little bit of that that goes on that like you become too depressed when other people are depressed but eight percent unemployment in 2012 would be very very bad for housing just throwing it out there Uh, make sure you have your portfolios correctly balanced for the next couple of years take care everybody have a good day and i'll talk to you soon ciao what are you